With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Well, the World Cup is underway and a horror start for Australia, getting thumped by India in the opening game of their tournament. I'm Menas. I'm joined by Gav Joshi. Gav, we've had an interesting start to the World Cup with statement wins by New Zealand and South Africa and a bit of a slip up by England um, and Australia last night getting thumped by India. So, yeah, a surprising start to the tournament. Yeah, I'm slightly sleep deprived here. You know, <laughs> um, last few World Cups I've, I've I've traveled to, I've been on the same time zones, but um, it's actually the work post match that's made me sleep deprived. But not here. It's it's actually the long night. Of course, some of those games, as you said, have finished quite quickly, so it's actually helped you get that hour, uh, extra hour of sleep. But yes, a bit of a slip up um, by England. But yeah, last night I think India dominant at three for three. Important drop catch of Virat Kohli could have been four for ten, but at the end of the day, uh, Australia didn't put up enough runs. Man, as simple as that. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're just um, catching up on the World Cup, as I said, New Zealand, South Africa, Pakistan, Bangladesh, and India have all had wins so far, and of course, Australia, Afghanistan, Netherlands, Sri Lanka, and England all started the tournament with a loss. Let's. Uh, concentrate on the Australia versus India game. So the match is being played at Chennai. And in no surprise, Gav, India prepared a turning wicket for their team, which they have every right to do. And they had picked three spinners. They picked Ashwin, um, Judasia and Kuldeep Yadav. Australia, who are hamstrung by their poor selection and poor organisation of this World Cup squad, only have one spinner in the squad. So they were always going to struggle on this wicket. Now, now the first thing is, so Australia, they went in with Cameron Green as the all-rounder, head of Marcus Stoinis, and the big decisions were they went with the big three bowlers of Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood, with Zampa as the spinner. So I think that lineup is pretty much the way they were shaping up heading into the tournament. But then Australia won the toss and elected to bat 
and slumped to seven for 140. Just not a convincing batting performance in turning conditions again. Yeah, it wasn't. Look, the, I mean, you just have to look. I mean, I'd heard whispers a whole during the week. I think the game, they hadn't watered it for about four or five days. And if I'm getting those whispers here, I'm sure the Australian team camp who were on the ground were quite aware what the te- what the pitch was going to play like. And I think that's why they even, despite them knowing that there might be a bit of due factor, and which was which was definitely prevalent at the end of the game, Pat Cummins still had to bat first because he knew that you would come, but he's just too big of a risk for Australia not to sort of, you know, bat first. If they batted second, they felt like it could have turned even bigger. Um, but, yeah, look, 7 for 140. I, I think Smith and Marnus for getting out quite in, you know, you, you understand how important they are, but, you know, one of them needs to up the tempo. I think the big wicket was Mitch Marsh because you had to go yes. at India early. And we're yeah, going to so have to He was out for a duck in the third over, caught by good catch by Coley off Boomer. Mm-hmm. And I did think Boomer looked very good. Yeah, well, even that dismissal, sorry, but, but it, was, it was, if you look at the, um, the, the one day that was played in Mohali, and when Mitch Marsh was out, caught behind, it was an identical ball. So that's full credit to the Indians because they just got it right on target. They're fantastic in the last first 10 overs. I think they bowled their first wide minutes in the 26th over. That is phenomenal. Oh, it's excellent stuff. So, yeah, Marsh went early when the score was five. He was out for a duck. Then Warner and Smith steadied things. Warner made a, a nice 41 or 52 before he fell. Caught and bowled to Kuldeep Yadav when the score was 74. Then we had Smith and Marnus together. And, and these were the two that really are picked to negotiate these middle overs when it is a bit tricky. And I, I think one of the big turning points for me in the game, um, especially in Australia's innings, was when... Ravindra Jadeja completely bamboozled Smith with an absolute gem of a delivery that angled in from the left armour and then spun appreciably and hit his off stump. But I thought two things that stuck out for me. A, it was a fantastic delivery, and I don't think many people could have kept it out. But I wonder what that delivery and the fact that it completely bamboozled Smith did to the rest of the batting lineup. Because Smith, our best player of spin, you know, if he's getting out Fox like that, then the, the the rest of the batting order must have thought, well, we're in for a tough run here. Yeah, absolutely. It was a gem of a ball. It was a classic Jadeja ball. If Steve Smith, I don't think he's anybody's bunny, but over the last sort of decade or two, the, the bowler that's troubled him, dismissed him the most, is Ravindra Jadeja. And we saw that yesterday. But the fact that I was a bit surprised that, you know, I think – you know, Maxwell had to come in and take charge. I know it's not easy to take charge early on on that pitch, but I think Marnus could have just hung in there and it should have been Maxwell's responsibility. I always find, and I put a tweet out yesterday, Glenn Maxwell has never been a man who's resurrected any innings, whether that's test cricket or in one-day cricket. Um, so I think Maxwell plays the best when he's got doesn't have to think too much. It's the license, go out there. Even if you get out, that's okay. I just don't think he had that license. I think when he comes out and starts to build an innings and overthinks the game, it becomes complicated. And you could tell that was happening in his mind. So I thought, I expected Glenn Maxwell when he joined Manus to probably just, you know, hit out a little bit more or maybe even send Cameron Green up the order because that's they had to break the shackle. So I understand them doing it. Uh, but I think you're right. That was a turning point. Of course, the other big turning point, and we'll get to it in sort of India's innings, in in dropping Virat Kohli at four for ten. I mean, yeah, oh, had- we'll get there. That, 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 I think so. So 
Smith goes, then Marnus goes not long after when the score was four for 119. He tries to sweep Judasia and gets a thin edge through to Rahul. He did refer it, but it was clearly a little bit of an edge. And then Alex Carey, who surprisingly came in at six rather than five. I thought with Australia needing to consolidate, mm. maybe they would have held Maxwell back. But yep. Carey came out to join Maxwell and then you know, continuing what has been a bit of a horror run for the keeper, he was out second ball duck LBW to Judasia. And, and again, um, just it didn't look not a good start. Well, outstanding captaincy again by Rohit Sharma. As soon as Alex Carey came to the wicket, Judasia bowled sort of around the wicket. He put it sort of a leg slip in place for stopping his little paddle scoop that he plays. Uh, I think Rohit Sharma's captaincy was brilliant. I think, and which just shows that India knew exactly how the pitch was going to play. Ashwin knew that he was going to play three days before the match. Mm. India's scripts were so perfectly executed and they could write the script because they knew what the conditions were going to play like. And that's what surprised me a little bit of Australia, which I think they could have gone a little bit harder at the top, but that consolidation period, I think someone needed to accelerate. And that's where I think, yes, Doinus wasn't fit, but I don't think Cameron Green is the right person. They need somebody to take that game on. And and you're right. I mean, before Maxwell, maybe it was to be Alex Carey because it would have added a left-hand, right-hand combination. I think Australia lacked a left-hander somewhere in the middle. Yes, so Carey went when the score was 119 for five. Then Maxwell was out at the score was 140. And I don't think this was a great shot. You say he needed to be positive, but he sort of backed no. away and tried to force Yadav off yeah. the stumps, which is very hard to do on a pitch like this. Oh, you could sense it. Brewing. You you would have been in your lounge room, Menace, and you're like, well, he might hit a six, but you think this is just not going to end well. Exactly. So he was out for 15. Then Green went early off Ashwin for eight. And a little bit of a rearguard um, resurrection by Cummins and Stark, who made 15 and 28 respectively. That got Australia to 199. They were bowled out in the 50th over, and it really went as expected. Ashwin took one wicket. Yadav took two wickets. Dadeja took three wickets. The spinners combined for six wickets. And as I said, just a very good bowling performance. Uh, just as I mentioned, I, I thought Boomerang looked very good. I've, obviously, he's come back from injury, but he, he looks um, right back to his best. He did. I mean, I mean, that's made a big impact. I think, like I said, the discipline at the start, his spell to Mitch Marsh, the way they bowled to Warner, um, outstanding. And I, I mean, look, look, even Ashwin bowling in the you know the first power play as well. They just it. Ashwin bowling in that power play or just brought back memories of that 2011 quarterfinal against India. He was, you know, India didn't play second spinner, but it, when they got a turning pitch like that, you know, they immediately played him. Um, so, uh, yeah, but they're right. Boomer set it up. It it, it just, you know, it, you can talk about that 20, 2003 World Cup final when Indian paces, Zahi Khan and Ashish Nero got it completely wrong. But here was Boomerah and Siraj right on the mark. And that just, you know, you got to, Set the right tone, and I think Bumrah did that brilliantly. Absolutely, and I think India would have been very confident that they could chase down 200 to win the opening game of their World Cup. And they got off to a bit of a rocky start. So in the first over, Ishan Kishan was caught at first slip off the bowling of Mitchell Stark for a golden duck. Kishan slashed at a wide one, and it found the outside edge. So that left India one for two. 
Then in the next over, Josh Hazelwood went bang, bang. He got Rohit Sharma out LBW for a duck, an off-cutter hitting Sharma just in front of off stump. And then um, a few balls later, Shreyas I was caught by David Warner on the offside, lofting one into the cover region. Um, and that was Hazelwood's second wicket of the over. And that left India three for two after two overs. And at this stage, Australia looked up and about that they could, um, you know, get an upset win here. Oh, absolutely. And especially, you know, Josh Hazelwood's spell was brilliant. Also, a few play and misses for Coley. He just needed to edge one of those. I thought Kale Ruffle just changed the game. He was incredible. Uh, a great conversation between Coley and Kale Ruffle, where basically as Kale Ruffle walked in at three for three, uh, Coley said, look, it's not the best pitch to bat on. It's going to do its tricks. You just got to treat it like a test match. Bat time, we bat time, we win this man. Um, and I thought that was splendid advice. And Kale Rahul took that on board. Of course, Coley, that drop chance. Oh, man, as uh, so, so let me, yeah, so yep. I think it was actually 20. So I think it would have made the score four for so, 20. And yep. uh, it was a short ball. Coley goes back to try and pull it, gets it high on the bat, and it sort of. L- 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 heads towards the sort of region where there was no fielder. And you had Mitch Marsh from mid-wicket running in. You had Alex Carey from behind the stumps all running to catch the ball. And in the end, Carey pulled out and Marsh didn't even get a hand to it. You could tell he was distracted by Carey yeah. coming towards him because, it, as I said, he didn't even get a finger to it, sort of hit him on the chest. And I actually think, you know, is this a slight on Carey's confidence? Because I think if a keeper who is confident and owning the game, he shouts for that ball and he takes the responsibility because <laughs> he's running forwards. He's got the gloves on. That is That is that was sort of Johnny Bairstow type keeping where you leave it for the other bloke. Oh, it was Adam Zamper sort of square leg. I reckon Alex Carey goes for it. I think we've seen the big frame of Mitch Marsh, <laughs> the big bison. I think he said all his, you know, in that split second, the, the whole candy clash of Jason Gillespie and Steve Wall would have just flash through his mind no I'm just kidding but probably Alex Carey's catch but yeah you might might be a bit of confidence and maybe it's just a big frame of Mitch Marsh sometimes you see someone and you know who it is and you're like oh no if it's you Menes, he probably would have gone bang or if it's me yes let's go we would have collected these guys and, no and, if Mitch Marsh, and if Mitch Marsh was coming towards me I would have been running away just like Alex Carey so <laughs> I certainly get it um but yeah so so that chance went down and clearly it would have made a big difference to the game because had India been four for 20, that would have brought out um, Hardik Pandya uh, to face a relatively new ball. And you never know, but instead, instead Coley and Rahul put on 164 runs between them. And Coley was eventually out for 85 when the score was 167. They took the game away from Australia and it was just a very good performance. Um, you know, of the bowlers for Australia, Mitchell Stark, eight overs, one for 31 was okay. Stark was, uh, sorry, Hazelwood was very good, nine overs, three for 38. Um, but Pat Cummins, 6.2 overs, none for 33 was okay. But I guess the concerns would be Adam Zampa, eight overs, none for 53. He really struggled to grip the Dewey ball. And, you know, if Australia's going to be, bowling second in some games it could really affect him yeah and I was a bit uh puzzled I mean I thought I understand Pat Cummins's thinking and to 
you know, put Glenn Maxwell on and maybe get through the overs quickly by the off spinner. But the two right-handers at the crease, um, and given what we saw earlier in the innings, the ball turning, I was slightly mystified as to why Adam Zampa didn't bowl. I think he bowled in the 17th or the 18th over. I think that's you know, right. Maxwell and Green all bowled before him. He yeah, was the and, last and bowl he used. Well, Glenn, Glenn Maxwell bowled up from my collection on the ninth over of the game. So I was a bit mystified by that. I think Max, uh, you know, if they're waiting for the power play to end and, uh, you know, Adam Zampa could have bowled the 12th or 11th over, I was a bit stunned. I think those five, six overs, that meant, you know, another 30 minutes of play, which meant Stu was going to gather. And that first over, it wasn't bad over by Adam Zampa. Yes, it was a low full toss, but I think K.O. Rahul just went bang. I think 12 or 14 came off it. And I think that was like the turning point in the Indian innings. Suddenly the confidence went up that Australia is probably thinking, hey, given the, what Indian spinners had done, it's time for Adam Zampa to do it. But Rahul hits him for 14 runs off that over, three boundaries, and that just changes the context. Great batting by Rahul, but maybe Pat Cummins, I would have seen to, you know, maybe put Adam Zampa on, especially with two, you know, if you had a left-hander at the crease, fair enough. And maybe he wanted to reserve um, Adam Zampa till the end. But no, this is a game where India had to be bowled out. If you didn't bowl them out, they were always going to win. And I, uh, you know, this is where I think Pat Cummins was slightly off the mark. I, I think someone like an Aaron. Well, I mean, Finch, what, what, why, why would, why would we expect Cummins to be on the mark when he has a zero experience captaining an international one day international team? I mean, you know, I, I'm going to keep banging on about this the whole World Cup, but he's barely captained a 50 over game in domestic or international level. Now he's in a World Cup where he's been hamstrung with a a 14 player squad with only one spinner, and if something is Evident from the first five days of the World Cup is we have stuffed up only having one spinner. Well, I mean, you know, you look at that pitch and uh, and you sort of wonder. I'm mean, I'm not saying the other teams are going to assist the curators to doctor pitches, but yeah, you know, and you look at the Australian with the Indian lineup. You know, it, it's got a lot of right-handers as well. Uh, you know, where an Ashton Agar or any left-arm spinner suddenly. Plays. I have no doubt if Ashton Agar is fit, he plays last night. He, he undoubtedly plays last night. Um, so, yeah, but look, you, you can't happen what's happened in the past now. The selection's gone. You have to look for a future. I've built a whole podcast on complaining about what's happened in the past. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, but I, I agree with you. Zampa should have been brought in earlier. And then once it was clear he was, wasn't going to run through them, Cummins had no other options. So it, it was. Again, just tough, tough for Cummins. I mean, Green bowled two overs, Zampa eight overs, Maxwell eight overs, and India got there in the 42nd over. Um, so it was a huge win. It'll do very good things for India's net run rate. It won't do gr- great for Australia's net run rate. And now Australia heads to luck now where conditions could be similar to Chennai. And, you know, are we going to play a team that would work maybe well – you know, on pitches in Australia, but not so well in India. Yeah, and a very, you know, upbeat South Africa too. I mean, they will be oozing with confidence as well. So, um, look, I, I don't think it's, it, you know, look, who knows at, at when Coley's yeah, catch There's a long way to go. There's yeah, a long if way Coley's to go. catch gets taken, Australia might even win this band. But it, it, the, on, on, on paper, 200, he's not going get, to get you a victory. You need everything to be taken. You need everything to go your way. Uh, I've... I think you know. You, I think yesterday was another evidence of how much we've missed, didn't miss Travis Head, and you know I think that you know just like you said in the Ashes, there's Plan A. Yes, Australia's got a Plan B, but 
I don't know. Like plan C when it comes to Andrew McDonald and Pat Cummins, I think they're so fascinated with matchups. I think sometimes you just need to be on the ball captain. I think someone like Aaron Finch was a bit like that and he had to learn that graph, but he had a long time to learn. And like you said, Pat Cummins probably hasn't played enough one day games to learn that craft. He's almost relying on his fellow mates to get it out of them rather than being tactically astute about it a little. And probably Pat Cummins in, in Australian conditions or the Ashes feels he has more control of the game because he will have influence given the way the pitches are. But here, he has to rely on others. So it's it's going to be a bit of a challenge. And I, and I don't think it works having sort of shared captaincy because my issue is as soon as the, the real pressure is on, I think it's hard for a, a Steve Smith to say to Cummins, no, you have to do this because in mm. the end, the decisions are going to be put on Cummins at the end of every match. So he has to make the final call. Anyway, so Australia have lost the opening game the first time since the 1992 World Cup that was played in Australia. Uh, Australia lost to New Zealand in that game. Deepak Patel opened the bowling and Mark, uh, Martin Crow made a, a brilliant 100. I remember it very well. So, you know, unusual for Australia to go 1-0 down, but you know, nine games to go, eight games to go. So, you know, they've got a bit of time to turn it around. Just a couple of things from the first five days of action I want to touch on before we wrap this up. Um, New Zealand uh, chased down 282 uh, in emphatic style against England, finished at one for 283. And uh, was it Rachin Ravindra um, Mm -hmm. playing for New Zealand, made a wonderful century. You know a little bit about him. Yeah, Rajan Ravindra, uh, you know, he's named after, <laughs> uh, his dad was from Karnataka in Bangalore, so he's named after Ra. Uh, Rachin comes from Rahu and just C-H-I-N, of course, comes from Sachin, so he's named after that. He's, he, his dad played a pivotal part around the Wellington Cricket Club. Um, he's helped Devin Conway, and it was Conway and him that shared that big partnership as well. Um, so they've, you know, and we saw Rachin Ravindra say, oh, he gave, I'll be in, you know, Devin go back a long way. We've actually, he's actually helped me. So there's a strong bond there as well. So, yeah, fantastic innings by him. And he can bowl left arm spin uh, and good on New Zealand. One, one point I wanted to make is, you know, this due factor is going to be, you know, something that needs to be talked about because I think you've heard commentators say it, but India is such a vast country that you're going to get different conditions, different time of the year. Chennai hasn't had their monsoon yet while northern india is still there's parts of northern india that's still having the monsoon so 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 if you're australia do, do you not bat do you not bowl first in that uh, first game and i hope the dew messes with the three indian spinners well from from what what i heard uh was the dew was more prevalent last night and, and you can't it's hard to predict what time it comes mm-hmm. um and you know a few of the indian journalists said after the uh, Australian practice sessions, they sort of put their hand through the grass maybe at about 8.30 in Chennai time, and they said there was just a few droplets, but nothing like what generally is in Chennai, which could come a lot earlier. So Pat Cummins knew about it. He said it in his press conference. There might be a bit of dew, but do you plan for the dew or do you plan for your strengths? That's that's the thing. I, at the end, of looking at that pitch, I think Australia and, and India would have definitely batted first as well. Okay. Um, so that was New Zealand off to a great start. And South Africa, I flagged them before the tournament as a team that oh. could fly into the semifinals. Well, they smashed five for 428 against Sri Lanka and two notable records. That's the highest ever World Cup total by a team. 
and Ada Markram smashed the fastest ever World Cup ton of just 49 balls. A player not normally associated with, you know, power hitting, but um, so, you know, fantastic performance by South Africa. And I think if there was, you know, any doubts about their credentials for this World Cup, they've been put aside after that performance. Yeah, you just realise how important that power hitting is. I mean, Markram at four, but, you know, Klaas and then Miller also, you know, two, two and even Marco Janssen, he's, he's batting has really developed. He's got those long levers. Um, so it's going to be, you know, I think they're going to be a tough team to beat. I think we're going to have completely different uh, sort of conditions in, in Lucknow to what they were in Delhi. I think Australia might even hold the upper advantage because they've played on like a bit of a slow turner, while South Africa have been, playing it on the road so maybe a bit of advantage to australia but a long way to travel again menas chennai to lucknow is a long way it might take a day for australia despite it being you know air travel to get to lucknow which is very important in this long tournament because it chews up a day of your travel time recovery time and we saw how hot it was and full credit to kl rahul yesterday i thought not just you know for his batting but <clears throat> with his fitness as well like to just stay behind it stumps for 50 overs and then pretty much have 35 minutes to recover and he's back out in the middle to bat so full credit to yeah. KL Rahul that's something we don't talk about as much definitely and just on the travel um each of the World Cup teams has their own private jet to fly them around India yes. for this so it's made pretty easy for them so Australia are due to play South Africa on Thursday in luck now so we'll be recording a review of that game um so that's it for the World Cup news I just want to leave you with a little tidbit that we mm-hmm. saw an incredible world record in Australia on Sunday, the fastest ever white ball professional century. That's right. In T20 or 50 over cricket, we saw Jake Fraser McGurk go to 100 off just 29 deliveries, beating AB de Villiers' record of 31 deliveries. It was just an incredible uh, feat of hitting. Played at Karen Rolton over, which is quite favourable for batting, but geez. Um, a century in 29 balls. Unbelievable, Gav. Oh, I just <clears throat> watched the highlights in, in, in between sort of the Australia mat um, and the Indian innings yesterday and just phenomenal. It seems like everything you hit just came off the middle and just sailed over the fence. Uh, so he's the one to watch out for. He might be in Australia's World Cup squad in the next World Cup. It's his first ever century at state level. Um, so watch out for Jake Fraser McGurk. All right, Gavin, I've got to go because we'll be commentating on the Marsh One Day Cup today. I think we're commentating on Western Australia versus Victoria. So tune into that one. Gav, um, I'll see you in the commentary box. I'll see you there, Menace. Thanks for talking. <laughs> This is a Piccolo Podcast production. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.